0: It's been yeah. a minute. <laughs> yeah, it's been a little minute. <laughs> yep, just had had some things to do.
1: You got a life, you have a life, and that's that's all right. That's actually more than all right. That's a blessing.
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh, exactly.
1: Yeah.
0: Yep, so we're but we're back. We're back in action and I think this is podcast number 60.
1: We are on 60 and I just get so excited because every person we bring, it's like an anniversary every episode because we keep bringing such wonderful people back. So it's like, and 60, we present, you know,
0: (laughs) 50, we present.
1: So this is fun. This is fun. All right. So what do we, we have a music tip before we get started.
0: Yes, we do. Uh, It's real, real, um, I guess real pertinent. It's actually something that I've been doing for my, uh, my licensing tracks just creating video, uh, for your, your music is, is like super important. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, and, and I realized this when I was like uploading tracks to YouTube and I just have a static image and, and it was like, you know, <laughs> this is not happening. <laughs> this is not working. This is
1: boring. And, no. <laughs> yeah,
0: Exactly. And, uh, especially, you know, I'm making tracks for licensing and people need to see a visual for the uh for yeah. the track to sort of inspire them. So uh mm. I started doing videos and um but I, I realized that you know I I've been studying that and trying to get better at doing that. So I might have more of a skill set than some other people, but I found some good resources online that uh people might want to check. And we'll put those links in the show notes. Um mm, uh, Rotorvideos dot com. You can base basically uh they'll assemble a set of images for you. Uh, based on your music. Ah, and then nice. uh dot com is another one. So that seems to be a more simplified version of creating a video. Um I think render render forest might be relatively inexpensive and I don't even know okay. what the expense is on roto rotor videos, but they say mm-hmm. you only pay when you when you want to download. So um yeah. Very so just nice. just yeah. Just trying to create some options for people out there.
1: Yeah. No and vi- you just said it video Oh, video, video. Video is like everything right now. And it's, and, and not, not difficult video. You know what I mean? Not Mm -hmm. like all mass produced spend hundreds of thousands of dollars video. Not that kind of video. Just simply, you know, your phone, these different um, websites and apps, apps. you know, there's Mm -hmm. just, and so, yeah, I think when you're really trying to get the attention of anyone, you know, that there needs to be an audio quality and then a video quality. So,
0: Yep. Good tip. Good tip. All right. All right. Who we got today?
1: Ah, uh, who we got today? Oh, like I said, every every episode I get more excited. So I always let our guests talk about themselves. Um, and I'm not gonna change that this week. Um, this gentleman, I think that I got hip to this guy, this musician. Um with the release of um, his al- his last album that he did, um, I think it was around the same time I was releasing my album. And it just it was funny because what I I was hearing all this buzz about him and everything. And then I read this really cool article on Soul Tracks and I'm like, okay, I better go listen because they're just (laughs) giving him all kinds of whatever, because I'm clueless wonder really didn't know very much. And um, then I listened and I was like, ah, this guy. So I don't want to go too much, but I am, I I do want to, he has this really great quote that's on his um, this in his bio on his website. And I just want to, I'm going to read it out loud. And because I think it's a really, um, I, I think it, it, it says a lot of what we talk about on this podcast with, uh-huh. in regards to music. So I'm going to say it. He said in his own words, while always listening to the whispers of God during the creative process, I'm striving to continue to be among the people that bring good music back to the forefront of the world's ear. Real good, feel good, life altering, soul healing music is what I'm all about. And I love that. So let's introduce Mr. Brandon Williams. Hello.
2: What's up, Kenya Will? How y'all feeling?
0: <laughs> We're feeling great. Good. We're
1: good. I, I love that quote. That's and you know what? I, I it's funny because obviously now I've gotten to know you more through social media and you know, side talks here and there. And yeah, that that's that's you saying that. Because you you definitely I think that's your vibe and you make that clear when you talk about your music, that you're not trying to just be, you know, fabricate whatever that is right. really about feeling good. And so if you could just share with the listeners, those people who may not know who you are, tell us who you are, how, how you would describe yourself as an artist and how you, uh, you know, your background, how you got to this.
2: Okay. Look, and it's funny that you said that you, um, that you don't like to talk about you know the artist and I'm actually one of those artists who don't really you know i don't I'm not a fan of <laughs> talking about myself <laughs> um, you know I, I kind of like you know to let other people do that but um i mean just a little bit about me i'm I just consider myself a um you know a, a fan and a learner of music that's that's really what I'm into. Um, Mm. yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of what it is, you know, and how I got my start, you know, my grandmother bought me a keyboard when I was like five and that's really, you know, where it all started for me. Um, you know, not, Mm. you know, it's not a a big extensive kind of thing on how I got started or anything, but I'm, I'm just a lover and a fan of good music. And I want to create the type of music that I heard growing up as a kid. Mm. Awesome. Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, you must have heard a
2: lot of good music. I sure did. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I, I heard tons of good music. You know, and one of, one of the things that, that has gotten lost, I believe, in the music industry is people are so driven on um, creating singles and just creating, right. you know, and putting songs out that, that people don't put out albums that take people on a journey. And, you know, i yeah, and I, that was, that was like a thing back in the day. You know, I, I don't care who you were listening to, if it was Michael Jackson, if it was Prince, if it was George Benson, if it was Michael Franks, it didn't matter. Um, the album took mm. you for a ride, you know, and I think that that's really mm. gotten lost. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm one of the cats that, you know, I just want to bring that back. Um, I, I feel mm. like albums should make you laugh and cry and think and be mad if you need to be mad at somebody or be mad at yourself, but mm. you know, right. I mean, just, just whatever it is, it should make you feel something. And, and a lot of music like that today just it just doesn't make you feel anything. People are so into, um, I, I guess I would say the hype of it all and, mm. you know, and, and look at me, look at me, but where is the feeling, mm-hmm. you know, where's the feeling in the music?
0: Right. Right, right, right. right. I think fo- people are are focused more on just trying to uh, make money off of the music, absolutely, and not. not trying to make music. Right. They're, they're, <laughs> yeah. They're not, they're
2: not focused on yeah on on that part of it. You know, I mean, and, and the money, um, you know, and I mean that's a whole another conversation, and I'm, I'm sure we'll get to that at some point about the money in the mm-hmm. industry. But yeah, it's you know, yeah, people are just focused on on that aspect of it, you know, and being a star and being rich and being famous, you know them putting out you know Mm -hmm. good music for the masses because people need it i mean we need love in the world look at what's happening around here and uh you know it's it's really terrible out here and and i attribute that to a lot of the music that has been put out over the last 20 30 years i mean it's the industry is it's in a rough you know it's it's in rough shape you know in in some aspects Yeah. yeah it's in rough shape
1: yeah yeah well, it you know, the whole, and I we, Brandon, just a side note, I always take over. Brand, uh, Will, I'm not going to take over. I'm not going to take over. But he said <laughs> this. Okay. And it just That's I'll forget okay. it. I'll forget this if I don't say it. But when you say, you know, art reflects reality. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So there's a lot of weird stuff kind of happened. It's like, which came first, chicken or the egg? Because right. we're seeing this kind of craziness, but... You know, as artists, it's our responsibility to to kind of show another reflection. You know what I mean? Or Absolutely. show either show the world what it is, and 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 give some have a moral to it. You know, to the story, right? Or um, you know, or shift the story a bit. And yeah, I don't know how much artists are understanding that. But okay, well, I'll shut up. No, so. well,
0: I was just gonna, <laughs> well, just you know, to, to to talk about where we are, where he started. I wanted to, I guess, see what just name, name two artists. Well, name, name one artist that, uh, that really, that really had an uh, impact on you musically that you, uh, really wanted to emulate their style musically. And then I want you to name another artist that sort of impacted you on a business side. Like you wanted to know, wanted to follow sort of how they did how their career went.
2: Okay. Um, well I'm guessing if I had to choose one person, um, uh, musically and, and even though, my production style and, and my music is nothing like his. Um, he was still really influential in in the way that I create. And I would have to say that that would be George Duke, um, you know, taking it all the way back, you know, to sweet baby and Louie Louie, you know, and that stuff. And, Mm -hmm. And then of course, you know, you got, you know, the don't let go album and reach for it, you know, and all of that stuff. So, Mm-hmm. George Duke um, musically and then and then as a producer as well because a lot of people don't know that George was a really fantastic music producer. Like he wasn't only doing his stuff, he was doing stuff for Philip Bailey. He was, you know, he did Let's Hear for the Boy, for Denise Williams. So he was, you know, George was the cat. So I kinda wanted yes. to emulate that because he was just all over the place. He was doing jazz, he was doing pop records, he did R and B records. Um I mean he was he was just all over the place doing everything. So I kinda wanted to be that guy. And then uh-huh. and right, then the right. business side of it, I would have to say Quincy Jones. Um right. You know, even though he could kind of cross in, into both, you know, into both sides of it. But Quincy, his, um, I mean, his business has just always seemed to be impeccable, you know, from, you know, from his production company. I mean, he, he just had a lot going on. Um, you know, you saw him in film, you saw him in television. So, I mean, he was just doing a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Huh. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, those are two massive powerhouses, and it's interesting you said George Duke because I, not that your sound necessarily is like George Duke, but I get that because mm-hmm. of the kind of artist you're pulling, and then what you you know are producing and, and working with, and then what you're kind of bringing out, and then the styling. Yeah, I I see that. Yeah, I, I definitely yeah. I hear that big time. Yeah, he's he's, he's, he's
2: definitely a blueprint. Um, you know him and and Quincy, you know because Quincy you know, wasn't necessarily the artist because he stopped performing, you know, years ago, but he would just pull all of these right. different people together who you wouldn't think would work on a particular project, you know, from from hip-hop and jazz and R&B and all of these different, you know, uh, genres and people. And, you know, and he was the mastermind behind making that work. So that's kind of how I look at, right. you know, what, what I do as well.
1: Right, right. Yeah, I, well, yes, you you mentioned that your grandmother... Gave you this keyboard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is yeah. so funny because you're like the third or fourth guest who tells us their grandma gave him a keyboard, oh, yeah. and gave him something. <laughs> you know, some 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 mama matriarchal person gave you know the musician um, this instrument, mm-hmm. but. How you are? You are a you are a multi instrumentalist. So I want to make sure that our listeners understand that he doesn't he don't just play keyboard. You guys, um, he don't want to talk about himself. So I'm gonna pull it out. I'm gonna pull it out. But <laughs> Bam. Bam. if you could just share, like, okay, how did we go from keyboard to multi instrumentalist? Like. How did all of that happen?
2: I, I, you know something. I, I I think it was just curiosity. Like I say, you know, my grandmother she bought me this keyboard. I, I was like five years old, and then I think I played keyboards consistently until I was maybe maybe thirteen years old, twelve or thirteen. Mm. And I went to my cousin um, Charles um, Charles's house, and I saw a guitar sitting in the corner. You know, and it was his, but and he was a fantastic piano player. Uh, but they had, mm-hmm. get, his parents had gotten him a guitar and he just wasn't interested. So I asked him if I could take it home. So I took this guitar home, you know, and I had it mm-hmm. and I started listening to George Benson and listening to Earl Clue. Mm-hmm. I was listening to Jimi mm-hmm. Hendrix, you know, what, whatever guitar players, you know, that that were resonating with mm-hmm. me. Um, I mean, but I was listening to tons of people just trying to emulate what it is that they were doing. So You know, so guitar and actually guitar actually kind of came later because before that I I was playing woodwinds and I was playing trumpet. And I mean, I I was doing all types of stuff in (laughs) elementary and in middle school. Yeah. So, you know, and then after the guitar, you know, a a natural progression was the bass, you know, because it's kind of the same. Um, you know, mm-hmm. but it, but it, there, there are differences, you know, and, you know, because the bass is such an anchor with the music and, and the right. guitar mm-hmm. is, is not necessarily an anchor unless you're playing rhythm guitar, but that's a whole different thing, you know? And mm-hmm. then, I mean, I, I just, whatever, whatever I saw an in instrument, I just wanted to learn how to, how to make music <laughs> with it. Like that, that was just, wow. it. I didn't care what it was. I just want to pick it up and I want to try to make some music with it.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: That that's really, and you, you say it so matter-of-factly, right? is this like running, I mean, he's just like, you know, I just would pick this up and then I just go listen to George Benson and play it. And I'm like, oh my God, do you see these gifts? Just joom, joom, joom. You know, that's, yeah. that's really, special. That's, yeah, that's it's, really it's,
2: special. It's it's a beautiful gift to have. Um, you know, and, and mm-hmm. it's kind of a blessing and a curse because I just don't focus on one thing. Um, yeah. You mm-hmm. know, I, I'll never forget, I was in South Africa about I don't know, maybe four years ago, and and I was talking with some young ladies who came to the studio to to visit, you know, just kind of see what what the project was we were working on, and she mentioned some African traditional African instrument that her dad used to play, and you know I and you know she found out that I could play all of these instruments, and she <laughs> kind of challenged me, and was like, well, I bet you can't play this. <laughs> And I'm like, well, go get it. You know, so she left and and, and she went, you know, she went, you know, to her father's house and came back 30 minutes with this guitar kind of looking thing. I I don't know what it was or what it was (laughs) called, but I said, give me five minutes with this instrument. I'm going to go in the next room. And when I come back, I'll be able to play something on this instrument for you. And and, and that's, that's exactly what I did. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what I did.
0: Awesome. Wow. 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 Well, well, I, I see you've, uh, you, you have curiosity. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, oh my God! Oh yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's, and, 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 and it's also with hunger too. And that, that's right. sort of what I, I tell my students. I said, uh, you, you have to be hungry mm-hmm. and, yeah. and it's not that something that somebody can give you, right. You know, it's got to right. sort of come from you. You just got to be really interested in things. And, uh, you know, and I guess along along those lines, um, you know, for for me, I've 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 always wanted to know um, how, how how things worked, and you know, I, I took apart a saxophone and put it back together. You know, that's right. my my yeah. thing back in the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, but also on the business side, I, I've always wanted to to know how things were worked on the business side, like what were all the the components and things that came together to make right. things work. Right. And uh, so, and that that's that's sort of leads my next question. I wanted to know for, for you, how do you organize uh, your business and and your workflow with with everything that you're doing? All the, all the artists, projects and things that you're doing, (laughs) it can seem like it's ridiculous. So um, (laughs) how do you like, yeah, seriously, how do you uh, sort of, I guess, do you use a calendar is it like software (laughs) is it you know how are you putting that together
2: well you know something this is this is a really bad question to ask me (laughs) Um, (laughs) it's a really really terrible question to ask me because i am so you know what it is it's kind of like a kid whose bedroom is really, really unorganized, but the kid knows exactly <laughs> where everything is in that room. <laughs> like and I like and, right. and the crazy thing is I was I was that kid, you know, I when I was, you know, between five and ten years old, like I mean, it would be stuff all over the floor and my mom would tell me to clean up, you know, and I would just you know, like like kids do, you push everything under the bed. But,
1: but if you would ask me where
2: (laughs) something was in that room, I knew exactly where it was in that room. And, and, and not that my life is set up like that or, you know, or even business wise, but it it is kind of like that because I have so much going on and I've been doing stuff by myself for so long, it's kind of hard to keep up. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, because, you know, between, you know, producing, you know, records for myself, producing, you know, projects for other people, performing, you know, four nights a week. And then, you know, you got Mm -hmm. church over here you got to have, you know, a social life if you want to get out, you know, to try to support some people, (laughs) you know, I mean, I mean, it's, it's been rough. Um, and I was actually able to secure an assistant just within like the last couple months. So she has been a great, great, great help. Um, Veronica, thank you so much. She's, yeah, she's been a guy (laughs) saying, helping me, you know, with these emails, you know, and I absolutely mm-hmm. loathe doing, um, admin work. So adding right. stuff to yeah. calendars and, and emails, like I just want to sit and I just want to create. That's what I like to do. That's, that's where I'm right. comfortable. Um, you know, but I've, I've been doing, you know, emails and stuff, you know, I mean for a long time, but things are getting better, but things are getting better with the help of someone else. So, you know, Like she, she works a a job as well. So if she can't get to something, then I'll jump in and I'll, you know, I'll try to get to it, you know, so we just tag team stuff and, and that's kind of how it's working. But you know, my calendar, I I definitely keep things on my calendar. So I know exactly, you know, what's happening when, if I have, you know, a a recording session this day or, you know, or a couple of recording sessions this day and then the show, like everything that I do is on my calendar. So that yeah the, the, the Google Calendar um has been very right, very, very right. helpful. <laughs> it's been very helpful. It yeah, is. It's, it's a, a godsend.
1: Yeah. I don't know what would I would, would do without my Google, Google Calendar.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, did you did you find <laughs> Ver, Veronica uh through church or was she did online at Fiverr or what where did you where did you uh, uh you connect know with Veronica? And, and I
2: didn't even think about doing Fiverr. I haven't I hadn't used Fiverr in probably like 10 years or something. Um, But she's just a friend that's yet has been around. And she was like, you know, and and some other people had offered, you know, to help me, you know, because I I would, you know, um, talk about my frustrations on Facebook, you know, at times like, Hey, you know, I got so much (laughs) to do. I can't do this and do this and do that. And I'm trying to do this, but I can't Mm -hmm. because I need to do this, you know? So a lot of people reached out to me about helping, but it's, it's hard to find good help. Uh, You know, and, 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 and if, if, I see you as not being a consistent person then I can't see you being consistent handling business for me. So right. that's, that's just kind of how I look at things and she's a very consistent person. Um, you know, yeah. so she was like, you know, I I got you. I got, I got your back whatever you needed me to do, you know, you need me to ask some something to your bands in town or you know handle some emails whatever so so yeah she's kind of handling that stuff now and like i said we tag team it you know if she can't get to it then i'll get to it but yeah it's it's definitely been a blessing to be able to find somebody to you know to help me do this stuff so i can focus more on the creative especially while i'm in the process of working on on this second album right
0: yes yes
1: Wow. So, yeah, you just and and I want to kind of talk a little bit about that assistance and, you know, how she was just literally kind of in your backyard. It wasn't something, you know, that you had to go high and low. She kind of was, you know, there, you know what I mean? And then you just had to kind of decide to choose her. And that's one of the things we talk a lot about on our podcast, because so many people ask us or i get asked so much you know how do i build this team or how and i think people are thinking like corporate america i right. think it's this whole room conference room of <laughs> <laughs> Not you at know all. 20 people right come together and it's like no guys this is actually just maybe one person team of two you right. know and yeah. and and that could be your team or it may be at certain points you know, as you're recording your project or whatever, you may have more people involved, but then when you're doing something else, it's less people. Right. So I hope everyone's like really listening. Yeah. To, to that. Um, I had a question Now, you, I want everybody. You guys got to go to B Williams dot no, no B Williams music, correct. Mm-hmm. B Williams That's it. Because I'm looking at the list of these artists and I'm just like, okay. Wait a minute now. Wait a minute now. I mean, you know, <laughs> you have worked with everyone. Uh-oh. Like, as far as I'm concerned, I'm like looking up like, I don't think there's anybody he hasn't worked with. I, I don't think so. Um, how did you establish these relationships? Like, how did, this, how did this happen? These are really phenomenal. I just want to say a couple of names. Okay. Um, your last album, which is titled 12. It features Robert Glasper, um, Gene Baylor, Frank McComb, Nicholas Payton, Chocolate, Detroit Symphony Orchestra. Okay, I told you guys, I told you everybody, everybody (laughs) everybody's on this. Um, (laughs) These are not, these aren't people that just, you know, er, these are all names that buzz. Right. Yeah. How did this
2: happen? So, you know something. I've, I've always been an avid believer that if you put love out, then you'll get love back. So mm-hmm. I've, I've always been, you know, I've just always kind of been that person to to, to show love. And, and I kind of expect love to come back to me, whether it does or not, I expect it to. So, mm-hmm. you know, a, a lot of people, you know, and the, and the crazy thing is some people on my first album, I still don't even believe that I've met all of these people yet. Um, like I didn't meet you know, and, and, and everybody knows Gene, you know, I mean, you know, I, I've been, I've been a fan of Gene since, you know, since the John a. days back in like 92 or 94, you know, Hey, Mr. DJ, and you know, and all of that stuff. But, you know, the crazy thing, what, what happened, a lot of people saw, I guess I was just putting it out there so much that I was working on this record and, you know, and, and Facebook and, and Twitter at that time just brought, you know, brought people a lot closer. So, I'm working on the album mm-hmm. and I may have put up a video or a clip or, you know, something of the song I was working on. So Marcus, her husband reached out to me and was like, what about Jane Baylor? You know? And I'm like, wait, what <laughs> you like? Jean, Jean, <laughs> you know, and, and I didn't, I didn't actually meet them until probably two years ago. And we recorded mm-hmm. stronger, you know, which was the first single we recorded that back in 2012, I'm guessing, because I think that came out in 2013. So, a lot of stuff happened like that. Like chocolate, she reached out to me because she saw the movement on Twitter and saw people, you know, like like who is this guy? So she hit me in a mm-hmm. DM and was like, dude, I don't know you and I know you don't know me, but if you need anything on your album, hit me up and I'm ready to work. So, you know, wow. a, a lot of it, you know, a lot of it happened like that. Frank McComb, he was just always somebody that I, that I wanted to work with. So I think I first heard Frank on um his his very first record, and this is probably 2002 or three. Yeah, I think I did, it was
1: 2002. Yeah. Or maybe 2000. I mean, yeah, was a long, yeah long ago. it was a
2: long time ago. And I just wanted to work with him. So I reached out to him. I think I may have reached out to Frank on Twitter. And that's kind of how a lot of this stuff got started. You know, and and me and Glasper, the, the way I met him, we were both nominated for Grammys the same year. So we just kind of ran into each other and my best friend at the time, wanted his autographs. So I'm like, you know, dude, let me get your autograph for my man. And, um, you know, and I gave him my number. If you ever come to Detroit, you know, hit me up, maybe we can do something. And he was really, really cool about it. So when he came to Detroit, he, um, he was doing a show at the music hall and you know, he hit me up to come to the show and I ended up like doing sound for the show cause it was really messed up and you know, and that. So, you know, ever since then, you know, me and Helm have been really cool. So, you know, he's featured on that one. And, uh, we actually recorded the song for the second album. I'm I'm not sure if it's going to make the record. uh but we did one for the second mm-hmm. album that, you know, that that's, that's really good. And we'll, we'll see how that goes, but you know, but yeah, me and Helm have been cool, you know, ever since, I mean, I'm guessing this is probably 2010 when we met. So, you know, I'm just all about reaching out because I believe that the worst that somebody can say to you is no. Like, that's all they can say. You know, if you don't get a yes, there's only one other thing to say, and that's no. And, you know, and and you have to have, you know, thick skin in this industry. If somebody don't want to work with you, okay, cool. You know, on to the next person. And, you know, what I've realized is that some of the people who have told me know what the songs ended up being with the people that I got to do it. After I asked them, it actually ended up being better than what that person would have done. So it's, um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's been an interesting, an interesting journey, interesting ride, you know, getting all of these people. But, uh, yeah. And you know, same thing happened, you know, with, with the second album, there were some artists that I heard, you know, some new artists over the last few years that I wanted to work with. So I reached out to them you know, and I, and my name, you know, had, had enough weight, you know, at this point, you know, where people are like, well, I really want to work with you because I heard your last album and, you know, and it was killing. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that, that, that people really love my music, you know, enough to, to want to work with me. Yeah. Right.
0: So, so just to, to encapsulate it. So for people who are are trying to sort of emulate what you were doing, um, it's basically you have, uh, you have a track record of doing good, good work. Absolutely. You reach out t- to people, um, either on Twitter or social media and, and you also sort of connect with people at events. You go you You're go right. to live performances yes, events and check out people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's through the confluence of people seeing you around. Uh, you also post on social You're media, right. I do. uh, the stuff that you're doing the stuff that you're working on and it's sort of a, a like i said a confluence of all of these factors that gives people uh gives, gives you social proof but also gives you uh some some sort of you know level of res- of respectability and and that you're actually doing your craft right and uh and you support others absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and, and, and that, you know, takes me to another point. Like I wish I could support,
2: you know, and that was, that was very well summed up um, the way you said that, but yeah, another point, <laughs> you know, I wish, I wish that I could support people uh, more, you know, but but because I work so much, you know, I don't have a lot of time to get out and, right, you know, right. and, and Kingia as an artist, you under, you understand, you know, working on albums, I mean, you may spend a hundred hours working on one song, who knows, you know, but, know, you know. I, know. I mean, it, it takes a long time because, you you know, whoever's coming up with the track, they have to do their thing. And then you got to sing it. And that may take an hour or two. You know, you got to take a break. Then you got mixing, you got mastering. Okay. You know, okay. That mix wasn't quite right. Let's do three or four more mixes and see which one sticks, which one feels the best. So, mm. you know, it, it takes a lot of time. And a lot of people don't understand that uh, they just don't, they, I mean, because they don't necessarily see it. And and it is more visible these days because people do take, you know, videos in the studio. So people do get to see what we do a little more, but they still don't necessarily understand how much time it takes to do what we do. And, you know, with that, I, I wish that I could get out to support people more. But, you know, I'm I'm just really focused on what I need to be focused on. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's giving good music, you know, to to the people who enjoy what I do. You know, but I I do try to get out and and support people when I can. Yeah,
1: and I I think there's so many ways to support people now. Mm -hmm. Um, Instead, I, I mean, even, I know for myself, I'm in the same kind of predicament. I can't always just go to shows every minute and so forth I have I mean I know you have kids I've got my kids thank God are getting older now so at least I don't have to have babysitters right, <laughs> yeah. as much and things like that but I still have a family right. you know right. I have a husband and I've got you know I'm a daughter I got a mama you know I got, dad, right. got stuff to do but one of the things I try really hard um and and have made this kind of a part of You know, my career, and I think you are doing this in your career too. And especially those who are listening who want to be producers, I hope you're paying attention to this because. Yeah, you may not be able to physically be at everybody's um, show, but oh, my God, you're writing incredible music and involving people and allowing people to pitch themselves to you. And, you know, that's a very grand way of being able to support, you know, artists. And I I know for myself in doing, you know, in doing this podcast, you know, I reach out to people who I who I know and who I know are doing fantastic things Mm -hmm. in the music industry. And, you know, it's all it's all community. And I just think it's really important. Yeah for for artists, you know, if you're listening and you're aspiring artists, you know, a sense of community is huge. It is. Community it is. It's huge. Yeah. And um and I that's I think that's what makes your album so enjoyable because it's it's you're not only hearing what you obviously are able to bring to the table as a musician and producer but you you've got a nice variety of different types of artists, right? And so now that that helps people obviously now get exposed to them, and then okay, well I'm gonna if I hear Deborah Bond on your album, okay, wait a minute, this is Deborah Bond, let me go find her. Exactly. What, what else has she done? Exactly. You know what I mean, what else has Matt Cuson done? Mm-hmm. These, you know, these people have really showed up beautifully on your project. So right. Um, yeah. You know, and that,
2: yeah, awesome. and that's you know that that's one of the things that I've um that that I've been into as well, you know, the sense of community and being a catalyst for people that that people don't necessarily know, you know, because, right. you know, I mean, and it, a lot of people, like, you, you know, you mentioned Matt Cusine, a lot of people didn't know who Matt was. And I thought that Matt was an amazing songwriter, as an, an amazing singer. He's a great keyboard player. You know, he, he played with Brian mm-hmm. McKnight for, you know, 10 years, the same background for Brian, you know, but being in mm-hmm. the background, he had his own record out and not a lot of people knew about it. You know, so I'm like, well, what can I do? Because I'm a fan of him. What can I do to mm-hmm, get right. people to hear him? I want my people to hear him. Mm-hmm. You know, the same thing, mm-hmm. you know, with Anisha and Alex Isley and, you know, all of these people mm-hmm. that, I, that I work with, you know, but being a catalyst for other people, you know, is, is really important, you know, for me to, to help other people get work and build fan bases along with my own.
1: Yes. Yes, and and those artists who you know a lot of times artists will say, well, how do I find these great producers? And you know, you know, you're you're listening to one right now. Talk, we've you (laughs) know, (laughs) we try to bring different producers. It's not to say that everyone's going to you know work with you, but. It, it still means building relationships. Yeah, right. And I, I think that people have to understand that even when you don't, let's say we don't write a song together or whatever, that doesn't mean that's the end of our relationship right. because, you know, there's so much more that happens mm-hmm. in, in yeah. the industry. So mm-hmm. yeah. Very true. Yeah.
0: Mm. Awesome. Oh, well, well. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. We get close
1: to our ending time and I get all weird.
0: um. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's about that time. But I do want,
1: because Brandon, he has been working his tail off on a new project and he's been kind of alluding to it. So if you could maybe just in a quick moment kind of tell us about this new project you're working on. and. Um, how people can follow you on social media and if you have some idea of when it's going to be released you can let us know but we get it we know yeah. you don't know it? <laughs> that's, all <right. laughs> that's all
0: right
2: so it's um the the, the name of the new album is is, in, is it's entitled the love factor and the reason i entitled it the love factor is because love is one of the i mean it's it's just one of the key components you know other than music that makes life work um mm. You know, the, the reason that you, you know, support people, the reason, I mean, just, just the reasons why we do things for people is because we love them. So, you know, it's, it's just such a universal thing, you know, love and, you know, I I mean, I wear my t-shirts and, you know, and people are like, yo, whoa, the love factor, like that's, that's great. You know, so you can put whatever meaning you want to put to that. And, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. I mean, love is just, it's just really important, but yep. So as far as when it'll be released, I have no idea. Uh, I, I, like, I, wanted it to, I wanted it to come out this past summer. And then I wanted it to come out like in October or November, but it's taken a little bit longer. So what I'm, what I'm shooting for right now is January, which is actually a good time to put an album out. But if it doesn't come out in January, then I'll have to wait until the spring of next year. So, you know, it, it'll probably end up being March or, you know, mm-hmm. or, or something like that. But, uh, but we're, we're getting really, get, really close. Get, I think I, I have two more songs to do and, you know, <laughs> and a few more songs to mix. But I just want to make sure that everything is right before I put, you know, before I put it out. And I got, you know, a, a great cast of, uh, you know, a great cast of people. I, I brought Matt, I brought Matt Cusine. He's, he's back. And Alex Isley, she's back. And um, I, I got Marcus Miller on a song and he's doing his thing. And, and I got Eric Roberson uh, me and him have been trying uh-huh. to do something together for a long time. So we finally did that. And um, Paula Champion, I got Paula on the song. Um, the new single that mm-hmm. that was just released recently, I got Brian McKnight Jr. And um, I'm actually, mm-hmm. uh, me and Monifa, we, we're working on a song together. And people haven't heard from Monifa in a long time.
1: Monifa! Oh, listen, yeah, Monifa,
2: yeah. you know, she's killing <laughs> And, you know, um, a, a very good friend of mine, Joe Pere, he's an amazing songwriter, vocalist, you know, talented mm-hmm. cat out of Detroit that not a lot of people know, but they will know him um,
1: yeah. on this
2: album. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of people on this record, but it, it's going to be really, really good. It's going to be really good. And oh, then,
1: that yeah. Is awesome. that, that is awesome.
0: Yeah. Awesome. I was, I was jumping in. I was jumping in real quick. I was trying to throw you a, a marketing idea since it's a, a love album. Why don't you release it on February 14th?
2: Look, and, and I, <laughs> what I did that with, uh, with my second single. Now I know it was um, yeah me, Robert Glassmer and Jesse Boykin's the third, but February 14th may work. I had to look and see what day that's on, but um, yeah, that, that may actually work. Yeah, that may yeah, I think work. it's on
1: a Thursday. <laughs> um, I'm a,
0: a business Thursday.
1: mind. I can put the album
2: out on a Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> I know you know I know you know these days there's new music Fridays. You know that's that's kind of the day now. But you know, but right. I, I'm I'm a believer right. that 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 good music is good music, and you know, you put it out, and you know, and it's going to do what it's going to do no matter what day you put it out on.
1: <laughs> right. Yep. And I mean, with the kind of artists you're working with, come on, we'll come, we'll take it on a Sunday, Saturday. <laughs> Tuesday? Yeah, any day.
2: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Awesome.
1: Uh, well, this has been fantastic. Well, we're going to include your website on our show notes. And um, if you can share your social media handles, I'll include that on the show notes too, so people can follow you.
2: Okay. Yeah. Um, all of my social media mm-hmm. handles are B Williams Music Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It's all the same B Williams Music. And if you just go to my website, you can find all of the links right there.
1: Awesome. 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 Well, thank you so much. I, I you know, you yep. have a lot going on. So congratulations thank to you. you. Congratulations, and I always yeah. I try to share all my love that I can to you, you know, via Cyber World. Yes. But um, yes, <laughs> keep it going. We support you. And um, I need to like actually maybe one day meet you. <laughs> yeah, look, look we'll, have <laughs> to, is... we'll, we'll
2: have to make it happen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it'll it'll happen at some point. Like it was supposed to happen a couple years ago. We were supposed to end up doing that show. I know. And then, you know, that, that whole know. thing happen but it it don't yeah. happen I, I, I tell everybody that that things happen when and as they should so yeah, exactly
0: totally yeah. agree all right cool okay, well. all right kenya thank you
1: yeah well we'll be back we'll be back next week we still have we're still turning them out still lots of really good info so you guys keep staying tuned do your reviews and and let us know how we're how we're doing and if there's some topic you want to hear about that we have not discussed please you know share that with us so
0: yes yes definitely all
1: right until next time
0: bye bye thank you for listening and we hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. Please leave us a comment on our page. If you would like to contact us about a specific topic, you can email us at info at creatingcrimson.com or drwsmith at making If you would like to schedule a consultation session with creating crimson, you can fill out the contact form at the bottom of the website at creatingcrimson.com If you would like registration services for your music project you can visit makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com and go to the registration services page Please fill out the contact form and we will get back with you promptly If you are interested in advertising on our podcast please send us an email at drwsmith.com at making money in the